Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Comic Source Podcast. I'm your host, Jace. Uh, today's episode is another Kickstarter Spotlight episode. We're going to be talking about a campaign that just kicked off yesterday, uh, August 3rd. It's called Jace and the Olympians, and I have the writer, uh, Shane Berryhill, on to tell us all about it. Shane, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jace. Glad to be here on the Comic Source Podcast, man. Thanks for all you do for comics, brother. I uh, really appreciate it. Uh, always looking to get more people uh, reading comics. So uh, let's uh, let's dive right in. Uh, I was uh, lucky enough to get to check out a, a preview copy of Jason Olympians. It's a very uh, ambitious pro- uh, project. So why don't you give our listeners uh, an idea of what the story is all about? Well, brother, uh, the story is called Jason and the Olympians, and it takes place. Imagine a world where uh, the uh, Greek myths of antiquity continued into present day and, frankly, 100 years on into the future. And, uh, and the Titans have returned and destroyed humanity. And now uh, the last arc of humanity is uh, the Olympia, the starship Olympia. And the Titans are in uh, high chase. And it's up to um, basically... Uh, Wonderkind, uh, Jason and her, fa- and uh, while she's a normal human, uh, her Olympian demigoddess companions to thwart the Titan menace. Uh, so it's a uh, all ages, well, not all ages, but probably middle grade and up. Um, you know, I wrote a book I'd want to ra- uh, read at any age, and um, it's a spacefaring adventure. Fans of uh, the re- uh, recent Shiro and Netflix. Uh, old school uh, mech cartoons and anime. They're going to love it, man. Going to love it. Yeah, it definitely has that feel, uh, you know, kind of Voltron sort of uh, uh, inspired. But again, like I said, huge in scope, really big ideas here. And uh, obviously a young female protagonist who's very endearing and and easy to root for. Uh, What made you want to go back to something as classic as, as, you know, Greek gods and Greek myth as the foundation for your story, because uh, again, it, it really gives it that feel of um, being big, being epic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, route one on any medium is to entertain. And uh, I, I just thought, you know, what if we took the Greek mythology and put it in a space age setting? And frankly, a big deal into it was uh, my co-creator, uh, Alex Ogle, who's done a lot of uh, licensing art for Marvel, um, he has a young daughter. Um, well, she's teenage now, but, you know, in the back of my mind, I, I admittedly was thinking, well, what would be a book that Alex and his daughter could read together and enjoy? And both of them really dig into it. And uh, your, your uh, listeners may not know, uh, my first foray into the writing um, basically it was middle grade fiction to begin with. It was a uh, chance fortune in the outlaws. It was a New York public libraries books for the teenage. And um, it's a love letter to superhero comics. So Jason and the Olympians is kind of a return to that fair of just the, uh, the you know, the thrill of adventure, uh, the very mainstream while um, we do hang it on as uh, as uh, you know, Jace, some emotional mother daughter bonds early in the book. Um, but but first and foremost, you know, we, we wanted this book to be fun, you know, uh, not uh, grim and gritty like some of my previous w- comics work with Sherwood, Texas. But, you know, just just something that the whole family could read together and, you know, just just really enjoy. Yeah, it certainly does get that uh, it gives off that feel of sort of like a, a great 
bedtime story to share with your uh, young readers, get them interested in reading, get them interested in, in comics. The other thing that I really enjoyed uh, was that periodically through the book, in between the chapters, you have some some back matter, some texts there that in various ways really enrich the story. Uh, you know, is, is, real estate and comics is always at a, a premium, right? You're, you're telling stories right. through, uh, you know, words and pictures there's always the temptation to just do this big like text dump, you know, have some yeah. character just, you know, spout all this uh, expository dialogue to really inform the readers, but that can hurt pacing and that can hurt the way things are, are laid out uh, visually. So I, I thought that was a great way to really enrich the world and in a way give us information without saying, okay, here's a big, paragraph of of what's going on can you talk a little bit about deciding to do those uh, sort of in between chapter um things the the it's almost like back matter but again you didn't throw it all in the back of the book you you put it between chapters to kind of break things up i, I thought that was brilliant yeah well um thank you for that man um yeah basically what we did you've got uh uh you basically have four um chapters of uh of graphic art and then uh, as you alluded to you have these interludes of uh emilia's text but at first you've got a, a letter from jason's deceased mother to her uh and then some e-diary entries uh there's a character chiron who's a uh, robot centaur um and it's like he's a also a pr manager for jason and uh uh, the Olympians and uh, the demigoddesses. And, you know, he's doing like a, uh, a Dear Abby section. And I, you know, I love that kind of thing. This, like you said, without just dumping uh, uh, exposition all over readers, it, it really world builds and just really fleshes out the world that's uh, hinted at the larger world that's hinted at in the graphic narrative. So, you know, this is definitely a way to have our cake and eat it too. Like you said, comics is a, uh, you know, limited real estate. And frankly, uh, you want to get in, get out. Um, and if you can do it well, um, you know, a lot of uh, the a masterful writer, a masterful storyteller, uh, you know, Alex Toth, for example, you know, he could draw one line and tell more with that one line than so many artists. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what comics in large part aspire to in far as storytelling was a writer, believe it or not, it's not how many words you can throw in. It's how little and precise and just know with laser beam accuracy you can be and really convey that story. Um, so, um, you know, they're admittedly the, the interludes are not necessary, I don't believe, to the full enjoyment of the uh, graphic novel in and of itself, which is fully completed, by the way. Um, but it does definitely world build and enrich the world. Um, you know, I, you might the most probably touchstone for that kind of storytelling in a graphic novel or series would be like Alan Moore's Watchmen, where he has different things. But while that we're using that device, it's been much more lighthearted fare. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we're wanting to, uh, you know, make readers smile, uh, make them, you know, touch their hearts, touch their minds and uh, young, old, uh, male, female, just, just, you know, just really have, give fans something that, you know, they can walk out of 
you know, with the same feeling of like they walk out of their favorite movie or say, whoa, that was a great blockbuster popcorn time. I just had a blast. It was a roller coaster. And that's what we're aiming for with Jason and the Olympians. Yeah, you're definitely off to a great start from what I've read. Um, and you mentioned the world building and, and, you know, I mentioned how big in scope the story feels. Uh, obviously, uh, Jason is sort of our, our, you know, point of view character. We're, we're learning about the world through her experiences. You know, her, her allies are these demi, demi goddesses, whereas she herself is just human, although, uh, you know, very smart and, and capable. Um, but it's, it seems like she's definitely going to go on a, a journey, right. In terms of, of having to grow up and, and maybe come to some realizations and, you know, her relationship with her, her mother who died when Jason was too young to even, even remember her. Uh, so being that it's such a big world, um, what did you enjoy more? Did you enjoy creating these, these characters uh, of Jason and, and her, her, uh, her, the other members of her team? Um, or did you enjoy the world building more? Like what, where does your proclivity lie as a writer? <laughs> well, all the above, Jace. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, a, uh, a writer who's much better and smarter than me once and uh, who writes horror, frankly, said, uh, care equals scare. But if you really think about it, uh, or, or rather, uh, if care equals any kind of emotional response you will, or ride, you want to bring the reader on. So you have to care about the characters, number one, um, before anybody gives a flying fart, frankly, about what, what larger world you're building. Um, at least in my opinion, in my preference. Um, so I do love building the characters. I love the expansive mythos we're going for. And uh, as you've kind of alluded to, this first graphic novel uh, with planned sequels, this first one is admittedly a launching point. It sets up the characters, the world, the stakes, uh, the battle, and things to come. But, and I've, uh, and while the first graphic novel is done in full, um, I've written the second arc already, and it's much more a character. Uh, I hate to call it smaller because it's not, um, but it's much more character driven. We really now that we've set up all those stuff, now we get a chance to catch our breath and really dig into the characters without sacrificing the uh, the fun and excitement and adventure and action that we had during the during the first graphic novel. So we kind of, I admittedly, kind of uh, streamlined some of the characters. Um, present in the narrative. Um, and then, uh, and, but in doing so, I'm allowed to focus on those individual characters more. Um, but frankly, you know, all this talk about writing and characterization, nobody in comics will care, speaking of caring, without uh, Matt, artist Mattia Monaco's fabulous, phenomenal pencils. Um, Mattia is a uh, Aftershocks comic veteran. Uh, he worked on the uh, series, miniseries Knock 'em Dead, and has other things, Pillars of Creation, in the works. Um, so, man, we were really lucky to get him. And uh, he has just knocked this book out of the part. I mean, I would get new pages in over the, over, frankly, the course of the pandemic. It was like my, you know, whoo, look at this. Look at this page. It's amazing to come in. And it just made me love comics all over again. I can't say enough about Alex, Mania, and uh, our colorist, uh, whose name I'm probably going to murder, Magia Opasic, who is just, you know, just bringing the thunder. If uh, Madia is bringing the pencils and inks and making this book sing, which it will be uh, available in just black and white, boy, um, Magia is, is putting it and uh, bringing the whole surround sound 
you know, full epic thunder panorama technicolor boom. Um, so it's just a really great team that um, I've just been lucky to work with. Yeah, I think the art is very fantastic. It's very uh, emotional, uh, but big in scope, which you you need. And, you know, you threw in as a bonus, at least in the preview, there's uh, some like technical schematics for a couple of the big. Uh, yeah, man, uh, Mania killed it. I mean, yeah. oh, my gosh. Uh, and those are going to be available at a certain level as like blueprints, like like a fully realized, you know, big schematic blueprint level is some of the rewards on this Kickstarter. Yeah. And what we're talking about, guys, is, uh, you know, we mentioned Voltron or, or this idea of these big giant mechs. And there's a, a couple of them, one one from the Titans, one from the Olympians uh, that you get to see in all the detail with with cutaways and what their weapons look like and and how it's all stabilized and put together. And yeah, just uh, just fantastic. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jace. Thanks, buddy. Uh, was Maddie somebody that you knew ahead of time? Like as you're developing the story, he was somebody you had in mind. Uh, like give us a, the rundown how he got involved in the project. Well, uh, just to be honest with you, man, I saw his work on social media mm. and uh, he was uh, he basically a little blurb about his resume. And uh, so I t- um, but I just I was just my jaw just dropped. And, you know, he was saying, you know, basically, I'm for hire guys. If anybody wants to hire me and uh, had some, I know big name writers were already looking at him, tagging him. And like, I was like, "Ah, I better snatch this guy up now. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad I did because it was uh, in the course of Jason and the Olympians or excuse me, Jason and the Olympians that Maddie immediately got to work with Aftershock. He's got other things in the work. Uh, He and I actually have another project we're pitching around now. So, uh, Hold on to your hats, guys. Uh, Mattia Monaco is about to blow the uh, – he's an Italian artist, and he's about to blow the world's uh, – the doors off the comic world, I guarantee it. Yeah, now when he came on and you um, kind of told him the story, did you have an idea of what you wanted these characters and, and mechs and whatnot to look like? Or did you just leave it to him? Was there back and forth where uh, you gave him character descriptions and then he came back with something and you tweaked it? Uh, talk us through the, the character development. Yeah, well, it was kind of, oh, go ahead. It was kind of all the above, Jace. Um, I am a writer because I'm a failed artist. Uh, (laughs) So many of us are. But uh, I had uh, lots of sketches myself, and uh, Alex uh, Ogle really did a lot of preliminary designs. I can't uh, talk about Alex's contribution to the work enough. Um, And, you know, so we kind of just gave him direction with this. And that was in the earliest of stages. Um, like you'll see the outfits that the girls are wearing. Uh, Maddie, I tweaked those, but they're kind of came from some drawings I did the early uh, and our mechs, because, you know, we're, we're playing on the Greek myth are called uh, Colossi, um, for example. And Alex uh, was drawing a lot of the, those and uh, Maddie has tweaked those designs as well. And then, uh, so over the course of the book, Alex and I both realized, man, this guy is fantastic. So, you know, we were just like, blow us away, Maddie. Show us what you got, buddy. And more he did and then some. So, again, I can't thank uh, Maddie enough for his contribution. Uh, Alex and I both. And, uh, you know, if if this book is any good, if the story's any good, it's because Maddie, Alex, and uh, um, Maya's breathed life into it beyond belief. 
Yeah, that's great when you can uh, see it starting to come to life and you get you start building that trust between a writer and artist. You know, you don't have to, to worry. You know, you just cut him loose and let him do what he does best. Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned the um, the first arc being uh, all the way done. Do you do we know how many pages or how long, um, you know, assuming that this gets uh, fully funded? You know, how big of a story are we uh, talking here? Oh, well, the schematics and the interludes you mentioned, it's a 58-page graphic novel at present. We may throw a few more things in, but, you know, we want to give readers, you know, I, I'm admittedly, I'm, as a writer, I'm a story guy, and I like to sink my teeth into a story. So uh, we want, definitely want uh, readers and backers to make sure they get their money's worth. So uh, this is a great book. I mean, it is fun. You're, you're going to love it. So. And then how many parts uh, overall? I'm assuming they'll all be around the same size of, you know, 58 pages or so. Uh, how many uh, volumes are we talking to, to get the complete story? Uh, well, you get a full complete story with the first original graphic novel. Mm -hmm. um, but it is it is admittedly it's in a vehicle uh, meant to be ongoing. And I think uh, in all humility, we've created something that I think is going to appeal to a lot of readers. And, uh, you know, the beauty of doing a Kickstarter is uh, the audience gets to decide how far, how much does this go? Do we like it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. Um, speaking of the Greco uh, Roman mythology, we are literally uh, gladiators in the arena, hoping that we get a thumbs up from the, the uh, emperor of the readers. So, and, and I, uh, because of Madia, um, Maja and Alex, I, I, I like our chances and all humility, Jace. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm glad to hear that that you're that you're thinking about this as an ongoing because uh, again, with the the size and scope of the world you built, with all the interesting characters, I think there are an infinite number of stories you can tell uh, with this setting and and with this sort of general idea that you've created, um, you know, with the uh, the Olympians and the Titans at, at war. Um, yeah, it's it's just sort of a classic uh, story idea that you could. I'm, yeah, and, and just and there's even things, uh, hints in the story where we could go back. You could go back in the past and tell, uh, you know, stories of of the past of the original war that uh, that sparked this of of uh, of Jason's mother, perhaps. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's you know, any successful genre, I think, you know, it just hints at the larger world out there. Um, you know, uh, a lot of fans maybe who liked uh, Star Wars when I like me when I was a kid. Uh, the, the, one of the coolest things about it was, you know, you go to Tatooine or anywhere and, you know, it wasn't the, which I love Star Trek, but it wasn't the pristine Star Trekian uh, surfaces, you know, th these things were beat up and had dirt on them. Uh, you, uh, you knew there was a backstory there, a history It felt a world felt lived in. And uh, uh, same thing, you know, if you like Lord of the Rings, uh, for example, another just, big epic story. Um, one of the coolest things about that is just, you know, like with Lord of the Rings, Jason and the Olympians, you're really seeing just the tip of the iceberg. And that analogy being that there's so much story still under the water that's just even hinted at. And of course, um, that includes Jason herself. Uh, we allude, you know, at, uh, there are secrets to be told about her past, about her future, and uh, that there may be more to this young lady is as impressive as she is out of the gate. There may be more to her yet still. So I hope readers are going to dig this. I love it. Um, and, you know, because there's just all kinds of backstories that were hinted out here. Uh, one of my fan favorite characters is uh, kind of the male 
is he a hero? Is he a villain? Uh, Damon Child, who uh, kind of helps Jason along once or twice. And uh, then you've got, you know, Herculea, Priscilla, and uh, a fan favorite. And gets in the, if we are fortunate enough to get a second volume, uh, she'll get her own uh, little story, which would be kind of how we would do it, I think, going forward. Uh, Jason would get a narrative, and then the other demigod is demigodesses kind of get their own little arcs as uh, backup stories therein, just to flesh out those characters and the world. And, uh, you know, I mean, speaking of Star Trek, uh, you know, my favorite, uh, Kurt was awesome, but my favorite was always Spock. And I was more interested in Spock and what was going on with Spock, for example, uh, dating myself there. But so uh, Thessaline, who is, uh, you know, a uh, genetic female clone of Theseus, from uh, uh, Greek myth uh, in the second volume, she she became a favorite of mine. She's an oracle, which uh, just to be honest, is kind of, I've set up in this world is uh, the oracles are basically kind of clairvoyant uh, female ninja clan. So in its way, so just, just all these cool toys in the sandbox, I, I just can't wait to play with still more. So um the Kickstarter, like you said, Jace, is live. Uh, I think readers are going to love it. Again, it's Jason and the Olympians. I named it after Jace, by the way, our, our host. Name. No, no, I didn't. But if you want to tell people, that's fine, buddy. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great stuff. Yeah, I mean, in just this first volume, the uh, the level of intrigue, you know, the interest I have in these these characters that that team up with, uh, with Jason are you know, like you said, being able to, to keep it going and do spotlights on it. I mean, I want to learn about each individual uh, one outside of the, you know, big overall story of this war between the Olympians and the, and the Titans, this big epic, you know, space opera. You've done a great job of balancing that with kind of the the more intimate details. And, and from what little we've seen of these characters, it's just such a, they're, they're so fascinating and you can't help but want to know, at least for me, I can't help but want to know their their backstory. Was that a challenge to make sure you put the the little quiet moments in there, but still keep that scope of the overall story really big? Um, well, I mean, I don't know if challenge is the right word. It, it felt my duty um, because, mm. you know, uh, as a storyteller, as a creator, you know, you you sincerely care about these characters and it's almost like, you're not making it up so much as you're discovering it as you're, you know, peeling gotcha. back the curtains and finding it out. So to do them justice, to do what they deserve, you know, you want to convey the emotions of these characters and the psychology every bit as you do as much the swashbuckling punches and laser guns and swords and giant robots, um, which, you know, just all makes that all fun. And uh, if you don't have it grounded in human relationships, then in my opinion, uh, I'm, I'll, I just can't get interested in, in all the action. Uh, they're hand in hand for me personally. Yeah. You mentioned making it want to feel like a big giant, you know, summer blockbuster popcorn movie, which is, it certainly does have that feel. Um, and that can be a lot of fun and enjoyable in the moment, but I don't necessarily think that people come back unless they are invested in the, in the characters. Um, so I think you've, you've created a good balance there. Uh, people will want to know how this turns out for, uh, for Jason and the Olympians, I think. 
Well, thanks, man. That's what we're trying to do. You know, like I said, Jace, if you've had fun looking at it, uh, and it sounds like you have, and, I, and which pleases me to no end, brother. Um, and uh, that's what we want for all our readers. Um, I had as much fun uh, reading this through and writing it myself. And, uh, you know, that's, I think, from a creative standpoint, that's where it has to always start. You have to tell a story, create a story that you yourself want to read. Um because if you don't, you know, nobody else is going to bother. Right. Be engaged. Exactly. Yeah. So what are some of the tiers that are being offered in the uh, in the campaign? All right. Well, we have, uh, of course, uh, at uh, I think it's like five and eight dollars. We have black and white PDFs and a color PDF. And then from there, um, there's a black and white tier for the print for the printed book in its entirety. You get to sample uh, Maddie is phenomenal. He works digitally. I call it pencils and inks, but, you know, the black and white pages um, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, it just his original art really gets to shine. And then you get the full if you step up in more tier, you get um, the full color graphic novel at a still a very affordable price. And uh, where uh, Maja's colors get to shine. And um, from there, you continue, you're going to get blueprints and there will be these cool, awesome T-shirts that Alex has designed. Uh, Alex has done a lot of, uh, speaking of Marvel licensing, done a lot of cool T-shirt designs for Marvel, I think, uh, and some of the Netflix properties, of the shows they've had. And more news on that front coming up. Uh, for Alex um, and more. Uh, I can't talk about, I won't spoil, but uh, that that uh, fine friend of mine is about to have some great news um, in that regard. Um, and uh, and there's just still more to come. I mean, uh, we're, we've got some, uh, and there's also add for day one, which it basically would be, I think, as of the airing of this, we might be persuaded to extend it. Uh, you'll get a cool alternate co cover by Alex Ogle as well. So, nice. so lot, lots of cool things uh, and add-ons are going to be in there along the way, my friend. Great. Fantastic. Well, everybody, there's a link in the show notes. You can go check out the campaign. I highly encourage you. It's definitely worth your time to, to at least go and check out the campaign page, check out the cool designs. Um, you know, the, the cover itself, you look at that cover, it feels epic. It does have sort of that, you know, uh, Robotech or, or Voltron kind of, kind of feel. And uh, I don't know, I think it, it pulls you in. I think it's a, it's a great story. And the fact that I've gotten a chance to check it out, I mean, you, you have my word that this is a really fun uh, and great story. So uh, I'll remind everybody, uh, even if you currently don't have the means, you know, you wish you could join the campaign, but you just can't afford it right now, or it's just not for you, uh, please at least share it on social media. That's the best way you can help Shane and the rest of the, the creative team uh, by getting this out there on social media so we can get as much uh, as many eyes on this thing as possible. Because as I always say, there's nothing worse than discovering a campaign that you would have loved to have been a part of, but it ended two or three days before. So let's spread the word. Let's get this out there in front of as many comic readers as possible. So anybody who is interested can uh, can join uh, because again, I think it's very much worth your time. Fantastic story. And I, I want not just this uh, volume of it to exist, but I want it to, uh, to continue. So uh, wh what are we looking at in, t in terms of uh, fulfillment chain? I mean, this is done, like you said, so this isn't a, a, a situation where you're funding in order to pay your creative team and, and actually create the book, the book's already done. So, we're just talking about funding to pay for printing and then especially it'll be start to ship out. 
Yeah, that's basically it. I mean, uh, the creative team's been paid. The book is done. We're just looking at uh, printing and shipping costs. So fantastic. Uh, yep. So this isn't everybody. This isn't one of those campaigns where, you know, they're still three or four or five, six months away from completing it. It's already done. You know, if you pledge, uh, you know, you're going to get your uh, your book in a, in a timely fashion. So, uh, well, great, Shane. Uh, thanks a lot for for joining me. Absolutely fantastic looking book. Uh, I look forward to getting it in my hands and uh, and having a, a physical copy to, to check out. Uh, I know you have some other work that um, is kind of in the hopper uh, with Scout Comics and whatnot. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the other projects you have going on? Yeah, um, I can tease them today. And, th and thank you for the opportunity, Jace. Again, uh, everybody out there, please do continue to spread uh, this and boost the signal of the Comic Source podcast far and wide. Uh, I can't thank Jace enough for what he does for comics in general. Um, but yeah, um, with Scout Comics, uh, myself and uh, artist co-creator Hoyt Silva of uh, Last Stop fame have a... Uh, miniseries coming out uh it's called comics comic books kill and it is about uh it takes the uh, rumored history of that the golden age comics basically served as a uh basically a front for the mafia uh of the time and, and you know it kind of kind of runs from there that's that's all i can say about that right now i gotta and tell then, you uh, i gotta tell you shane i'm so excited for that project i cannot believe that more people haven't told story that rumor has persisted for decades yeah man i can't wait to see what you guys do with it i'm yeah. really excited for that yeah it's uh uh man uh, in all humility it is it is one of my favorite things that uh, i've worked on and you're right that's when i you know uh, because that rumor's out there i'm like this is just ripe fodder for yep. storytelling why has this not been explored before and so but i'm i'm lucky to have teamed with hoyt and uh letter micah myers and uh and scout comics above all to get this out there um yeah, so more coming on that soon also in the works with uh macroverse comics uh an e-comics distributor uh they're the first uh fully collectible digital comics uh entity there um i've got a well it's a top secret project uh <laughs> called the uh, top secret service. And, uh, I'll let them announce the creative team and more, but it basically the, the slight, the, the, the most general premise thereof is, uh, it takes place in a world where world governments engage in uh, mystical esoteric style warfare. And, uh, uh, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, two unlikely bedfellows come together in a purely, incredible way that is the beauty of the comics medium to just make this cool new fresh story and i'm just very excited to be a part of it great and then you have a, a webtoon as well correct? oh yes i would be remiss thank you jace so yeah. much uh right now completely free uh for all you good people who would think about consider about donating to the kickstarter and checking out some of my other works um, right now, it is uh, on Webtoons, Line Webtoons, The Amazing Grace, done with uh, artist Mike Salter. Um, it is about, uh, in 1981, Grace Jackson and her fellow sister knights travel the globe fighting, uh, excuse me, fighting supernatural evil. Uh, the first uh, full story arc is up right now, and uh, with uh, the second arc releasing monthly. So, um, 
very excited about this. Michael is actually a uh, local artist and friend of mine. Um, and uh, so it was just exciting to finally say to him, well, man, what would you like to draw? Let's just do it. Let's make this, let's cater this project to you. And he is an old school horror fan, uh, loves to draw powerful, attractive women. And so uh, that's how the amazing grace has come about. Fantastic. Uh, well, it's great to hear that you're so busy, Shane. You've got so many projects coming out. Uh, if anybody wants to follow your work so they know when these things are dropping, where's the best place online to, uh, to follow you? Uh, the easiest is probably Instagram. It's uh, Shane Berryhill one, S-H-A-N-E-B-E-R-R-Y-H-I-L-L one. And that's the number one. And then uh, Shane Berryhill comma writer is my Facebook page. Um, of course, just if you want to get on Kickstarter um, is uh, Jason, J-A-C-I-N and the Olympians. Um, check that out. Or uh, also Alex Ogles. Um, and that's A-L-X, uh, excuse me, A-L-E-X-O-G-L-E. On it. Just search that name and you'll find him on Instagram and all over the web. Yeah, and he's got a, a really cool uh, Facebook page as well. So uh, I'll put links to the social media in the show notes, as always, everybody, so you can go there and check it out. Be sure you go and click on the uh, link to uh, Jason and the Olympians campaign uh, or just go to Kickstarter and do a, a search for it. Uh, again, Shane, uh, best of luck with the, the campaign. I love the book. Absolutely amazing. I'm definitely going to, uh, to get, uh, probably going to have to get the tier with those blueprints, man. Cause they just look. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks. And that, again, that goes to, uh, Maddie's credit. I mean, he is phenomenal. And, uh, like I said, I'm lucky just to be on the team with him, uh, Maya and Alex and, uh, everybody else. Yeah. Fantastic. So, uh, Thank you for joining us, everybody. Really appreciate your support. We would not do this if you weren't all out there listening. So we really uh, want to thank you. And uh, hey, check us out next time, right? We'll talk to you then. Bye. You can find the Comic Source Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or whichever podcasting app you prefer. Please tell all your friends about us, subscribe, and rate us. The ratings really help with our visibility and our ability to reach new listeners, especially five-star reviews on Apple. Also be sure to visit us at lrmonline.com to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover all our other great pop culture content. If you want to email us, the email address is thecomicsourceblog at gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com forward slash thecomicsource. Do a search for The Comic Source on Facebook and Instagram to follow us on those social platforms. All three spots are great places to find out when we release new episodes as well as follow all our convention coverage. So once again, we want to thank everyone for listening, and we'll talk to you next time.